Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome to the conversation on the TYT network. Uh, from time to time, we talk to conservatives uh, on this show. Uh, you know why? Uh, because we are actually open-minded and we wanna hear what everybody's thinking. Doesn't mean we're gonna agree, as you'll see here, it would be shocking if we agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, but we do want to bring them on, and the reason they come on is because they know that we give them a fair forum, even if uh, it, we disagree and it and is sometimes combative. At least we're honest. Okay, yep. and that's a, a big difference. So joining us today is Ed Martin. He's president of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. If you're not familiar with American politics, uh, uh, Phyllis Schlafly was a giant. Uh, in the conservative circles, a giant I disagreed with a billion percent, <laughs> but a giant nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and Ed has taken over for her. Uh, so Ed, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the chance to be with you. I admire your, admired your, I admire your work, even though I disagree, as you say, quite a bit. But I admire what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. Eventually, the left wing <laughs> and the right wing will find common ground against the establishment. I agree. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not there yet, but <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah. Um, so Ed, you were also, by the way, uh, for the folks at home, chairman of the Missouri Republican Party and member of the Republican National Committee. So, yep. um, so Ed, I want to talk about January 6th. Um, so uh, you didn't think that that was, well, you called it a, a Pelosi hoax. So let's just yeah. start there. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I guess narrowly, Cenk, what I mean is the description of what happened doesn't seem to me to comport with reality. And and when I use the word hoax, I'm being very intentional that I think the Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. And I think like the fine people hoax, the Charlottesville thing was a hoax. And it, when, I, when I say it's a hoax, when someone says something is something that maybe it's not, or they're arguing about it, what happens with the hoax in this moment in America is it gets, it gets weaponized by the media and weaponized by big tech and actually weaponized by big government. So what I meant was um, certainly I was there on January 6th and, the, and you know I, I hope we'll have a chance to talk about what happened between November 3rd and January 6th. But I was there on January 6th, I was in the second row of Trump's speech. It was, uh, Cenk, it was a pretty boring speech. Um, it was not particularly effective, it felt like a valedictory. Uh, but I walked down the street, I was kind of the last ones out. And when I got to towards the Capitol, I went to my office instead of going forward. But after that, the coverage of what happened, it feels like um, the the powers that be, I use Pelosi as shorthand, but that they described what happened in a way that 
doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem real, doesn't seem accurate. But they did it in a way that was intentionally meant to inflame uh, America and inflame the 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 uh, media aided them, inflame the debate. So I just didn't see it as an insurrection. I didn't see you know we get into the details. You're like, uh, was it armed? Yeah. You know the the Minnesota Vikings helmet guy. He doesn't strike me as an insurrectionist. He strikes me as a moron and also a, a, a lawbreaker. But so I just think the whole thing was utilized. To make a point, and even today, Jank, I went or last late last week, I went to the Capitol for the first time. Had to go through security to get behind the barbed wire. I, I, it's an amazing moment in history. So, just thought the whole thing was misrepresented for effect, which is what seems to happen quite a bit. Yeah. Well, now there, there's one thing we agree on there, which is that the security now, with all defenses and etc., it, it can't be permanent. That is the people's house. And so we can't all be barred from the elites. So we agree on that. Yeah. Um, no, but on everything else, we disagree. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's too long to go over all of our disagreements. And even that opening statement you had, uh, the, I don't think the very fine people things a hoax at all. I know the distinction you're trying to make, but I can't get into all of that now. Okay. okay so yep. Yep. let's focus on this. Um, so, but when you say it's a hoax, you certainly don't mean that it didn't happen. It it definitely happened. They definitely. Broke into the Capitol and they and they definitely committed crimes. Is that is that fair? Yeah. What's yes in this sense? There were some idiots and some maybe ne'er do wells of people that broke the law. So I'm happy to concede that and I agree with that. After that, the characterization armed insurrection. You know, the people were aiming for um, you know Pence and others. Again, I was there. I was actually involved, Jenk, with some of the organizing of the women's group and some other groups beforehand. So no one had the intention, even though, of course, some, like you said, we're showing the pictures. Some people were, you know, out of had a hand and should be prosecuted, by the way. But we need to have some perspective on what was happening, and and I just I don't see that happening in the media or in big tech, and and we'll see. So. So, okay, now this is where we're gonna get to the heart of it. Yeah. You said that they were mostly peaceful, even fun-seeking protesters. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the Mike Pence thing there. So I wanna show you a video, Ed, and, okay. and get your reaction. So Asher, let's, let's run the video from, from that day. And you can see why we don't think that's fun seeking. Yeah. That was a lot of people chanting as they're breaking into the Capitol, hang Mike Pence. By the way, the Republican vice president. So doesn't that concern you deeply? Oh uh, yeah, of course. I mean, the people saying, people chanting things and saying things. I what I've said, and and you're, I think you're quoting my uh, piece on it was when I walked out of the uh, the ellipse and walked down the street, I saw uh, people. Walking and chanting with flags and and in a in a sort of it was valedictory. It was everybody knew in my sense in my sense that this was over. Um, and so I saw, frankly, again the Trump rallies and at, and that day it's a different mix socioeconomic than I've ever seen. I've been a Republican a long time. You mentioned I I am the I was the chairman of the Republican Party, but I took it over uh, kind of by knowing how to count votes and and the establishment was mad and I, and I ran the party as a grassroots operation. So I've been a lot in. I've been in the salons and I've been kicked out of the salons of power. I guess what I mean was most of the people I saw, and I think there was a million people, were there kind of celebrating Trump. When you see those, I agree, those people looked 
unhinged, unhappy. But again, there's a difference between unhinged protesters and an armed insurrection. The way it plays out with Pelosi is it was as if there was a plan to take over the country, take over something. I saw idiots leading and some of them, I don't know where they came from. And then a lot of other people in the matting of a crowd charging forward. But yeah, I don't like seeing that. And I think I think that's terrible, but that wasn't the 95% of the people or whatever that were at the in the Capitol on that day. So in the DC, I mean, sorry. Ed, they brought nooses, you know, we'll show you pictures here. A guy in a Camp Auschwitz shirt, a bunch of references to the Confederacy, etc. So. Ed, can you see why we'd be concerned when you call it a hoax? When they're chanting, make they have gallows and they're chanting, hang the vice president. They're literally looking for him, and then they go inside. They also look for AOC. They look for Nancy Pelosi, and you see in the videos they're super disappointed they didn't find them. I don't think they were there for tea and crumpets. It looked like they were there <laughs> for significant violence. And on top of that, because this is all to your point of look, it wasn't that violent. Pipe bombs were planted at the RNC and DNC. That's absolutely real. The FBI is trying to track down the person who did that. And then the pipe bombs were set to go off around the speech time. So that's where we begin to look at it and go, wait, now that's significant weaponry, significant talks of violence. And and it seems a little bit coordinated. Can yeah. you see why uh, that people would be A, enormously concerned about that? And B, it wouldn't come anywhere near what you're calling it. Well, and again, I, you know, I started out, and I'll drag my credentials out and really get some of your viewers unhappy with me. I was a Tea Party guy, and every time you had a Tea Party rally, you'd get a certain number of people that came, and they didn't look particularly well balanced. And so, I'm not, I'm not defending everyone that showed up that day. I am saying what I saw and what I planned. By the way, I was a part of two more, two rallies before that, December 12th, and then earlier in that period where there was prayer marches, there was people, and there was prayer marches that day on January 6th. Let me say something about the. Two examples, or one example you gave, and one I'd like to extend to. Um, I think that pipe bombs are pretty damn serious. And the idea that the FBI can't figure out who the heck had pipe bombs in a city that's the most surveilled in the history of the world is pretty insane to me. And here's a second thing we have had a lot of coverage, and the New York Times has either retracted or edited their account of what was supposed to be a cop killer. Now, I'm a guy that says if you kill a cop with a fire extinguisher, you ought to be able to find that son of a gun that threw that thing and have that that guy. I'm for putting that guy in jail. But you know, what we have is this sort of selective vision of, and I'm not defending people that, like anyone who brings a Confederate flag into the Capitol, to me, it's not only offensive and rude, it's just plain stupid. It's kind of the thing that is is so unacceptable now in terms of politics or, or persuasion that I can't understand it. But we're talking about, as you say, pipe bombs. Like, where's the investigation? You want to talk about the ineptness of the FBI. This is, I just don't understand this. And again, I don't even know what's happened. Can you imagine a shooting where we've had no coverage, the woman that died? Again, I'm I'm for a policeman, and I talked yesterday or late last week with a congressman who was one of the last guys out of the chamber, and I was asking him. He said it was really chaotic, Ed, and he said I would never ever blame that judgment. He heard the shot, so I'm not blaming that guy. Why don't we know, right? What's with the non-transparency on actually what happened? So nooses are not just stupid and offensive; they're really really wrong, and I'm I'm with you in denouncing them. But again. 
I was with hundreds of thousands of people and I, I saw mostly people that were again, trying to make clear their concern. And also in a way, it was very American, Shank. It was not, um, it wasn't something out of what, what I think would be what we want in this country, even if the end looked bad, but it was weaponized by the media and big tech and, and Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, all right, so Ed, a couple of things that come out of that. So first of all, on the pipe bombs, the FBI has increased the reward for finding this guy. They've got tons of agents, I just read up on it. And and I saw the video myself, it is near impossible. You can't, it's hard to tell if it's even a male or female in right. the video. And they've got several videos of them approaching the RNC more than anything else, and so, um, and and they're uh, also trying to prosecute the Oath Keepers, uh, which is a far right wing group. And on that one, I, that's what I wanted to go to. So if you say, yeah. look, I'm not sure that the whole uh, thing was coordinated as an attack and an insurrection. I understand the point you're making. And, and, and when you say there was tons of innocent people that were at the speech, but didn't go to the Capitol uh, and, and breach the Capitol. Yeah, that, that's factual, right. And I, and I get that there was innocent people there and they didn't, not everyone in the crowd went into the Capitol. That's true, right? Yeah. Uh, but, um, but when you come to the Oath Keepers as an example, so not only do they plan for kill zone mazes and, and they say civil wars here and they're ready for open warfare. But this is the part that I found interesting. So their leader Rhodes went on uh, Infowars with Alex Jones and said he had armed men stationed outside of DC prepared to engage in violence on Trump's command. So and when Trump kept saying that he didn't lose the election and they were robbed and stopped the steal and uh, you know uh, they're, they're trying to take this country away from you and you need to do something about it, especially to knowing that there are a lot of armed right wing uh, zealots, uh, whether it's groups like Oath Keepers or Lone Wolves who planted pipe bombs, um, in, in their minds to support him in the past. Don't you think that that was incredibly irresponsible and would have obviously led to people like the Oath Keepers saying, "Oh yeah, we got armed guys ready for the insurrection if Trump orders it. Which was not irresponsible, uh, Trump talking about the irregularities? Yeah, I have a different perspective, Cenk. I was I was the chairman of the Board of Elections in St. Louis City in 2005 and 2006. And I always tell people there's two things you have to do when you run an election, especially one in, in St. Louis, it's an urban you know center. We had a lot of trouble in 2000, uh, the election then. Uh, you have to do two things, one, run a really good election, and then two, have people have confidence in what is going on. I, I thought after November 3rd that there were some major irregularities. I still don't understand a bunch of stuff. I, I said at the time, and I think uh, the president did, too, and and I think it played out that the Constitution is going to work it out. And if there was a present new president, there is. I, I we go ahead, but I, I think there was irregularity. So I, I think raising those concerns um, again. I was at the speech at the ellipse. Uh, there was nothing in that speech that was particularly uh, effective, if I can say that. I don't want to badmouth uh, President Trump, but so I, I again. I was at the rallies on December 12th. I was at the rallies. I was at one of them where General Flynn spoke. I was at Jericho marches. They all went off without the kind of stuff that happened. If somebody was really doing something, like you said, with planning, I'm, I'm, we should have that come out in the open. You know, in terms of, like you said, the the coordination. Again, I didn't see that, and I. And what I don't understand is how Pelosi, you know, she was impeaching within hours and saying she knew what happened and saying it was an insurrection.
election. Again, I think it was not a great thing. I'm not proud of how people acted that day. I think some people that supported the president acted pretty terribly. But an insurrection, an armed insurrection, surround the Capitol, talk about white supremacists. That's that. By the way, one thing we're not saying, Cenk, is that in my walk up Constitution Avenue, every every other person was a person of color. It was all kinds of people, Hispanic and Asian and black. And so I, I you know, white supremacy, we're being accused of being a white supremacist and insurrectionist and seditionist if you wonder why the election went the way it did. And um, again, the election's over or the constitution's done, but I still think a lot of Americans don't have confidence in what happened. So I just don't yeah. blame the president for that. I really don't, I don't think there's a cause and effect that is fair in the context, but I, I yeah. take your point. Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't agree with that. I appreciate you <laughs> taking my point though. So let, let's talk about two aspects of that. Yep. So I'm gonna get to back to Trump in one second, but Ed, look, you're framing. So first of all, on the white supremacy, this is a small point, but yeah, when guys are going around with Confederate flags and shirts and Camp Auschwitz shirts, yeah, people think white supremacy. Right. Uh, so that that's where it comes from, and I get that not everybody was wearing a Confederate shirt, right? So. Uh, and and so, but that that's the distinction. That's where it comes from, and it's a logical place for people to go when they see that, and it's so brazen, and they're inside the Capitol. Uh, but when you well, suggest, can I say, well, can I just say one thing? All right, I just, sorry, quick. but just one quick thing. When someone says the Democrats hate Jews because they have people like Louis Farrakhan and others, I don't think it's fair to say the Democrats hate Jews. I, I and my point is only that, that taking us to the point where we're all white supremacists because some people are idiots. I mean, a Camp Auschwitz—if you've been—you probably have been because Auschwitz is the most devastating place to visit. It shakes your your confidence in humanity. And the idea that we're painted by some jerk that does that—if I had seen that, I would have taken a shot, a slug at that guy. So again, I I, I don't know so how. To defend Ed, the worst guys in the Ed, group. Now, now we're going to go in that direction, but I got <laughs> to because you said it. Okay. So, Ed, look, come on. Look, you so the what you call a very fine people hoax, right? Yep. So, that comment was arguably related to everyone that was on the right wing side, including the neo Nazis in Charlottesville. But it was, I know your argument, your argument is no, he just meant the people that went to go protect the statues. But Ed, even in that best case scenario, those statues are of Confederate generals who led an army in an attack against America, and uh, and the point of the Civil War was so that they can keep black people as slaves. So they, there are no fine people on that side, and and so when and then you the Republican Party ran the Southern strategy, which was avowedly racist to get the racists in the South to vote for them. So you have a 40, 50 year history of the Republican Party doing this. So you can't then turn around and go, golly gee, where did people get that idea? Well, I mean, look, I, again, if we're gonna go down this path for just one moment, if you read the transcript or watch the video of the fine people, and I agree that the president didn't say it well, but he talks about fine people on both sides of the debate of the statues. And then a sentence and a half later, maybe three sentences, he says, and I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and white supremacists, they should be denounced. Here's my point is uh, right now we're taking Lincoln off of things, uh, we're names Lincoln off. I, I, have no, I have no time to go back and figure out why some of these people at our founding were Slave owners. I agree with you. That was that is a deplorable thing. But 
we are where we are today. And the idea that somebody like Donald Trump, who again, on, on certain aspects, not everything, he intentionally on criminal justice reform, intentionally on trying to increase employment, was very open about wanting to earn black African American votes. And so again, at that, I'm, I'm talking January 6th now, that when I saw guys with uh, with Viking hats and Auschwitz shirts and only saw them in pictures after, I hate seeing that because most of the people there were saying, we're worried about the direction of the country. And you know, I'm wearing this button and purposely to make you happy, the 74 million club is an echo of the of the 26 million that voted. The 26 million club was Goldwater's club, and afterwards, Goldwater voters went with that. And my point here is, the 74 million people they voted for Trump, and and his vision of what's going on. I don't think those people have to be called white supremacists, even if in that group there's some idiots. So anyway, that's my point there. Okay, so. One more thing I wanted to yeah. flesh out, which is you mentioned it's curious that the FBI hasn't found the pipe bomb person yet. Yep. You said something about how Pelosi's reaction was curious. Are you are you suggesting that that they're coordinating, and are you suggesting that Pelosi had something to do with the the riot, or or no? No, I, no, I wouldn't say that. I think Nancy Pelosi probably has to answer for her decisions on how to deploy security. You know, I often say, Jank, and I'm sure you'll agree, when Republicans were in that position, the, the the greatest dictator in American politics is Speaker of the House, as to the House, right? But no, I, I just think the FBI is incompetent. I mean, we should, and maybe you and I can agree on this. Their incompetence at this point is is amazing and stunning. Whether you go from you know FISA stuff to surveillance to this, I, I just the old FBI would have thought would have figured out who. Who did this? I know you're saying about the video, but there's lots of other details of a pipe bomb. You know, they were pretty quick to grab a guy in Atlanta after a bomb and make sure he was on the hot seat. Turns out they got it wrong, but I just think it's it's. I agree with you. Pipe bombs before two of our political parties—that's insane. I am with you, but the idea that that's linked somehow to the insurrection—if somebody doesn't show me a link. It feels like it's just another data point that gets everybody to lump together. And I, I saw something different. Yeah, given that it was on that same day, I think it's probably a fair argument that it was connected. But we only have a limited time left now, Ed. So yeah. I just want to look, Ed. If you said in the beginning of the election, "Hey, I just want to double check to make sure that there wasn't anything funny going on with the voting machines or fraud overall," I think actually a lot of progressives would have welcomed that because yep. we we've often had questions about that. But after sixty court cases, where your side lost every single one of them. Yep. And including very conservative judges, including all Trump appointed judges saying, you have no evidence at all. It's like embarrassing that you're in this court. I mean, they were over the top in, in all declaring this is insane. You guys have no evidence at all. <laughs> like. Why? Why are you guys still well, insisting? Well, uh, let me let me let me make some news. I'll concede to you. There's probably not a legal case to be made. But now let's do what we did after 2000. After 2000, some really smart investigative journalists and others dug into what really happened and got to the bottom of it. That's all I'm saying at this point. I I, I mean, look, the University of Pennsylvania School of uh, uh, Wharton School said that the, the 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 electronic systems in 2016 they said they're not reliable. So let's get to the bottom of it. Let's see what really happened. I, I just think that, but I agree with you. We, you know, and I also, but I'll say this. The president had some really bad lawyers. I mean, they didn't do a good job of putting the right things in front of the courts. But that's that's neither here nor there. The Constitution spoke, so you know we are where we are. So Joe Biden is president. <laughs> Perfect. That's the finish. Let's get him in. That's great. Okay. All right. So I just want to be clear because I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people on the right wing say he's not the president. I, I, 
It's hard to keep up with Joe Biden Biden is the president and I have no you know, I I think the questions about whether he's president, that's wrong for our country. We should go forward, not backward. I and I'll say this, you you know, you might smile, but what Hillary and everybody did for a couple of years to Trump was not fair, and we shouldn't do that to Biden. But I still think we should get to the bottom of what really happened. Because I think you know that the the as you said at the beginning, the elites will conspire to take it away from America. And those elites are in both parties or no parties, just kind of managing the money. So uh, this is where you and I can unite and say, let's make sure that we the people get a say in who's president in the coming uh, you know, couple of decades. Well, certainly going forward, uh, there is a chance that the left and the right could work on election reform for sure. And I I don't know if you you agree, Ed, but uh, we're we're out of time here, maybe for another time. But uh, money, if we can agree to get uh, the elites and corporate money out of politics, we would be- I'm going to tell you, you'll like this. My boss, Phyllis Schlafly, and I, we hate Citizens United. We think it's a terrible decision, and it makes it makes a mockery of what's going on. More transparency, yes, but Citizens United, that's less transparency. So there you have it. You and I could, we could come together. I think that's exactly right and real. And what people don't understand is that power, that money is not interested in anything other than furthering their money and power. It's never about any policies left or right. It's about money and power. That's exactly right. <laughs> we and agree. Shocking twist here. We agree <laughs> at the end. Uh, yeah. All right, Ed Martin uh, from the Phyllis Schlafly's Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. And thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Great to be with you. Thank you, sir.